Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to our Tadabur session for our Quran journey. What is actually um, our session about? So this is where we, the the, the five of us, uh, it's a session where we ponder and discuss the, uh, discuss our thoughts and share our reflections of the chosen ayat. Uh, example, like how do we live by this ayat and what our takeaways from it. We also would like to point out that we are not trained and qualified asatizas, so we don't do our own tafsir of the ayat. Uh, our discussions are, are actually guided by by our resources that we that we infer from, uh, example, uh, videos from Ustaz Numan Alihan, uh, also uh, videos from our former mufti, uh, Dr. Fatris Bakaram. Yes. So for today's session, um, we will focus on Surah Toha, which will be led by our sister Ain. I'm focusing on Surah Toha. Surah Toha uh, verse 25 to 28. Okay, so this surah is basically about uh, how Nabi Musa AS was entrusted to dakwah Pharaoh and it was a tough conversation because he had to dakwah the most ruthless king in the world. Yeah, So basically, um, with this huge burden, Nabi Musa AS was meet Uh, was making this dua as preparation for his difficult task. Uh, this surah says, Oh my Lord, expand me my breast, ease my task for me, and remove the impediment from my speech so they may understand what I say. Actually, this verse is very common. Uh, it's also considered dua penerang hati. Most people recite this uh, before they do exams, before uh, they do their driving license. I mean, they take their, their, their EP, right? Yeah, so basically, the gist of it is that uh, communicating to a person and how you handle this uh, difficult task that is given and entrusted to you. What I learned from this meaningful, very meaningful surah is that um, have my faith and tawakal to Allah and make sure that any hindrances that may come uh, will be eased. So basically, ease my affairs. For me, how I reflect on it is such that my voice is not as deep as I want it to be. <laughs> I have to do uh, work presentations for my team. I really have a lot of difficulty. It was to the extent that I was shivering with the mic and my colleagues actually clap after every presentation just to make me feel assured that they are listening and they are just very encouraging. It was that bad for me because I couldn't overcome the fear as well as my nervousness at every presentation. Um, so far, I've already done a few work presentations at work and it didn't go as smoothly as I wanted it to be. But I didn't know about this surah at first. Yeah, so I think it's best for me to understand and know how it will also help me and my peers on how to use this verse. If you must know, I'm like a duck paddling furiously <laughs> under, under under the waters. So, yeah, I mean, we... I, I think alhamdulillah for 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 these sessions we we usually prepare in advance so that you no know, we know you no know, everyone give each other a heads up. Um, I think communication is something that um a lot of us uh, actually have troubles with. Um, this is what I noticed even for myself also. I I realized that I that there's something that is holding me back 
um, you know, when it comes to communicating, I think it's not only about addressing uh, public speaking, but also I believe in my daily communication with others, uh, with my with my family members, with my peers, with my with my colleagues, uh, even with strangers. I used to be uh, extro. I mean, I used to be extroverted. I have no qualms going up to the front, you know, to address the crowd and all that. But I think as I grow older. For example, I will actually ask my husband to to you know to call someone because I'm I'm just very afraid uh, of talking to the person because I'm not sure how they're going to react uh, or it's not something favorable that that I'm expecting lah. I, I agree with Ralph's point because like well in secondary school I used to be the MC and now I'm like asking husband to call people. Can you please ask for like? Can be like? Can you ask? Can you order Starbucks for me? I I, I have no idea where my confidence go to. I have no idea what like. I've been I I will play scenarios in my head before I talk to people. Uh, like okay, they're just gonna say this. I might as well just shut up. I don't want to say anything. And then like sometimes these scenarios come true and it adds on to uh, to that whole. Uh, situation lah, me not wanting to talk to people and uh, I think it annoys my husband a lot. Um, and I also want to add that uh, I find that this two hours also you can use it for when like, you know, parenting, when your kid starts to ask you, why is the world made this way? How, where is Allah? How come I cannot see him? I think this dua is very useful for that. It is our task also to to spread Islam to and the words of Allah and the love of Islam in their hearts. So we need to take care of um, what and how we deliver the message or teach them. So I think this two hours will help to make you more confident when you're sharing things with your kids. There's one verse that says, and untie the knot from my tongue uh, so that what we say will reach their little hearts. Our task may not be as monumental as uh, Nabi Musa alaihi salam, uh, but it's still very much applicable. Uh, especially so since we started a podcast, we need all the confidence and the eloquence that we can ever possibly need. And we are sharing, sharing words of Allah. So I think we need to be a bit more confident. I just wanted to say, don't beat yourself up for not being good at public speaking lah. I mean, we all have our strengths, right? And like in this day and age, communication is not just about speech only. If you are good with pictures, you can use pictures to communicate. We can recite this verse to ask Allah for to for confidence and to calm our nerves lah. And then the rest, we just leave it up to Him, right? Speaking is is just one form of communication. I, unlike Raf and Farah, I am an introvert. <laughs> Super introvert. But uh, as I grow older, you just somehow, because you're forced in situations, so you have to try to step up but then I'm still an introvert I wouldn't dare to do public speaking and all that but I feel that for this Surah right I found it a bit difficult to understand in the beginning when I was listening to Ustaz Norman Ali Khan's video but my Ustazah recites it before our sessions before our Quran sessions so I feel that it it can be applied to most things anyway because basically to help us ease in our journey in be it learning or at work or um, if you're facing a problem. So it doesn't need to be just a problem. You can actually recite it uh, whenever you need it. The thing that we usually 
connect communication with is always public speaking or mm. rather speech uh, in itself. Um, but I think it also is also applicable to other forms of communication, uh, our, our non-verbal, uh, like our body language and whatnot. Um, so like I got from this, uh, from, from this website, um, the lessons from Surah Toha, uh, Islamic events, um, they actually uh, apply it to the context of uh, family, um, like our like our family relationships. Um, so having you know having effective communication is actually very very important uh, among family members, because I think as we all know. <clears throat> Um, a lot of relationships uh, doesn't matter friendship or even you know your, uh, your you know your family relationships break down uh, because of the lack of communication. Uh, perhaps also ineffective communication. Um, maybe you have someone who's who uses really harsh words in communicating. Um, in communicating, maybe they mean well, uh, but there's a lot of harsh words which in turn is being interpreted differently or by the other party. So I I believe that. Uh, we need to be able to communicate communicate effectively uh, with others. Uh, there has to be clarity in in our speech, uh, in you know delivering it. Uh, but at the same time, also uh, we have to communicate uh, with a lot of our calmness in our heart. Uh, and we can notice that there is really a difference uh, in the way a message is being conveyed uh, when we are angry versus when we are feeling calm. So the main takeaway for me, like at least, uh, is how this applies. Like what Nat said, that this doesn't only apply to facing difficult tasks, but it also applies on learning on when you are studying, right? So for studying itself, it basically this surah is known to make you improve memory if you recite it every, um, uh, solat. Uh, that is what is uh, recommended by uh, people. Lah. So I don't know whether how true is it, but I've been trying very hard to memorize this verse so that I can use it for my Quran learning as well as remembering more surahs to come. I usually read this when I was doing my exam a while back. Then when I didn't do my exam anymore, not no more exams, I stopped reading it <laughs> yeah maybe i should read it start reading it again into my salat this uh doa has already i mean it has already been ingrained in me lah since i attended uh kindergarten in masjid al-mutakin then madrasa in the same masjid also um but i mean of course along the way you know when you go astray you sort of forget about it but um when i started going back to, to uni and then I had to sit for all the exams every semester, right? I, I find that it really helped with calming my nerves when uh, when I recite this dua uh, before I sit for my exam. So usually when I, the moment I enter the exam hall, I will start reciting this dua until I have to open the exam papers. And then I also notice that it does, I mean, it really helps with also um, making me feel more assured and more calm uh, when I know that... Um, I have a dis a certain discussion or meeting uh, later in the day at work. Uh, it's I mean for for something that I'm that I need to be prepared. Uh, I find that it really helps uh, in reciting this dua. Not only um not only for for the for for what it's supposed to do, like you know clarity in speech and all that. But it's really I think just reciting the dua itself uh really 
uh, calm my nerves. Uh. So, you know, I you know, lessen, lessen my, you know, to reduce my nervousness or my anxiety, even that. In the lecture, the Sheikh said that uh, this du'a, I think verse 26, you can recite it uh, even for the preparatory task leading up to the actual task um, for ease, of, ease and facilitation all the way to the end. So maybe like Raf say, if you read this du'a, um, it will calm you down. Uh, even to reassure you that you're, go- you're not going through this alone, Allah is with you and if He wills you for, for you to be able to say what Uh, what you think uh, correctly and eloquently, then so be it. I think at the end of the day, we just try our best, uh, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but but do you think um, if you had practiced or rather apply the lessons learned, uh, you know, associated with this du'a oh. uh, in your past, do you think it would have made a difference in uh, in your life, in, in your current context? Maybe like build up my confidence a bit because much um like just now I said uh over the time over the years I grew a bit uh scared to to say my opinions to people because I I'm afraid that they cannot accept it but I find that more often than not I, the more I keep quiet the more um I hold it in myself and then it's like um speak now or forever hold your peace uh, I find that it doesn't matter if people are gonna accept it or not uh you just need to say your peace. And then um, how they react to it is their own problem. It's something like what Nabi Musa AS is going through. Like you, He doesn't even know if, if Fir'an will listen to him or even spare 10 minutes to, to listen to his khutbah or listen to his dakwah. So, but he still he still goes on ahead with it because it's something he has to do. And I think, take that as an example that uh, you may think that your opinion may not matter or what you have to say not, does not matter uh, after playing all the scenarios in your head, the... Uh, but it does. Some people might actually need that opinion. Some people might need to uh, hear what you need to say. So, uh, don't ever think that it's insignificant. Yes, I'm taken in by what Farah said. Yeah, correct, correct. Whatever I wanted to explain just now, right? She has done it beautifully. So... <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the I, only yeah. thing that holds ourselves back from actually saying things or presenting things is just, at the end of the day, ourselves. I I think um the, the the thing that we really need right now is really I think out of all of these right is really courage uh, courage to to move forward to to even do simple things like picking up the phone uh hello you know I want to inquire about this and this yeah so I think what what's what may be lacking or what we can be working on is really the courage to to you know to communicate well to to you know to to attend to the task at hand yeah i think like if you want anything that you start uh that you want to start on you should always just say bismillah so that um i mean besides reciting the doa so that um inshallah allah will uh make your journey smoother because that's what i always do i just like say bismillah and then start with whatever that i'm going to do okay i think like for me uh, i think because i keep using this surah as a way for me to improve my memory mm. instead of calming my nerves. So I think for this podcast, right, it doesn't calm my nerves. It just make me memorize the <laughs> itself. So I think I must say with the intention that, you know, this is uh, for God to ease my affair and make sure that, you know, um, I have to have clarity of thoughts. Uh, I have to think and change my niat a bit to make sure this dua fulfill. Uh, my intentions, right? Uh, I will do it right. I 
think it's important to always revisit your intentions like when you're doing something because sometimes you uh, yeah, yeah. so excited <laughs> you you lose track a bit so I think you need to remember your initial uh, intentions like from podcast that I've heard uh, before like I've been listening to that Aida Azlin's podcast right she focuses a lot on intentions like I think most of her podcast you need to to help you in your daily life not say create, you need to have your intention in whatever you do. So like for I said, like even your doa, what is your actual intention? And it's good to write it down. And like her advice is not to write big intentions, but write specific intentions or even your goals. Uh, recently, I watched um, a video uh, from Al-Qudwar Academy. I think it was by Ustazah Shamim uh, Sultana. Um, if I recall, I I cannot remember the exact words, but it's about revisiting our 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 niat every single day. Um, why why we do certain things? So I think in in that video, she actually cited an example about how uh, people asked her how she could survive uh, her years in Pesan, in Pesantren. So she said every morning she will, you know, when 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 she when she saw that she will, you know, she will pray, you know, she will revisit her her niyat and then you know, and remind herself that you know she needs, you know, whatever she's doing is really for the sake of Allah. So I think for for her that's how she got through. So maybe we can all share one takeaway that we have from this podcast. Uh, we can start with Farah. Okay, my main takeaway is that um. We still need to say what we need to say. We're not unimportant. Our opinions are not unimportant. It's just it's just us stopping ourselves. So I think uh, we remember this dua. We remember the context of this dua. And that is Nabi Musa alaihi salam trying to preach preach to Fir'aun, the most feared uh, ruler. And then we remember that. And then we say the dua. And hopefully that will give us a bit more confidence. Next, uh, Mita. Uh, my main takeaway is... I will use this du'a to calm my nerves, to give me confidence whenever I face something difficult. And after I've already prepared for what's ahead of me, I shall just leave it to Allah to, to help me through it. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Merita. Uh, how about Nat? Uh, okay, so uh, based on Ustaz Norman Ali Khan's video, um, and we, because we talk a lot about communication, um, when we communicate with people, we need to make sure that we are communicating at their level and not um, beyond that or something that they don't understand. So we need to be clear. And also, um, besides that, I feel that this du'a is not only for to help us in our um, difficulties, it also you can also recite it like before you study, before you start on a new project, or anything like that. Ain, yes. After after you shared with us everything, what is your main takeaway from this? So my main takeaway is to tawakal, <laughs> but really, uh, I think like what we mentioned earlier, um, to proper our niat. My takeaway from this is. You know, despite our difficulties and all that, I think we need to have faith in Allah that He, that you know, we ask from Him to you know to assist us to to ease our task. That uh, because I I believe that you know everything happens 
with a reason uh, because Allah wills for it to happen. So, um, and as such, nothing you know, not, nothing can happen without you know without uh, without Allah's will. So, we have to ask from Him to ease our affairs. Okay, so we've come to the end of uh, today's session. Uh, thank you, Ain, for sharing with us on your chosen uh, ayat. If you like our discussion today, don't forget to follow our Quran journey on Instagram and Spotify. We hope to see you guys next week. Inshallah. Assalamualaikum.